0: It's a little bit different sports weekend. No, it's not a little bit different. But uh, we have college basketball. Well, for some people, I don't know if Ole Miss fans are real. Actually, I do know. They're not interested. So uh, they play at Bandy, by the way. That's kind of cool. I mean, you could go and not go to the game. That's what I would do. And just, oh, I just did that. I didn't mean to do that. Go and eat at a great place and visit with friends. And... uh, you know, Nashville's fun, cool, hip, and and all that kind of stuff. And you could at least uh, know that the game was on. Now, Mississippi State will host Missouri tomorrow at 5 o'clock. And Mississippi State fans are they're pretty darn loyal when it comes to, to basketball. Uh, they've got to get this one to try to find their way to the NIT. And... Uh, you know, you know the drill. They've won two in a row, so it's a winnable game, but it, it will be a, extremely difficult considering um, Mizzou can play. So, but I hey, I'll be I'll be watching it, and uh, I'm not going to the game. I got a to party tomorrow night, but uh, uh, that I'm actually going to. Blake, I'm So you him. give me a hard time about not going. I go to a lot of stuff. I just just not. I, I picked my. I don't. <laughs> You know, twenty years ago, I thought I had to go to everything. I don't have to go to everything. That's true. I don't. That I I see people do that. They they run themselves in. You're saying you're not
1: going to Ole Miss Wofford or Mississippi State versus Northeastern Technical Institute?
0: Probably not. As my life gets where I'm go, you know, no, I don't think so. I'm already out on those. Like when I meet, uh, is this bad? When if I meet friends on a Tuesday or Wednesday in Startville during baseball season, I'll go to like. I like to get there early and, you know, if they've got something on the grill out in the outfield and then I'll stay for three innings and then I'm going home. I'll, I'm not going to shame you for going home. I don't understand home. the 6.30 first pick. I mean, first pitch should be at 6.00. Or 5.30. Uh, you know, 6.30 makes no sense, but yeah. that's what time, a lot of times they do it. I'm fine with that on a Friday, so 10 o'clock with the or 9.30 to 10, and then you know, that's not in my wheelhouse, so... I'm I'm a three inning guy on Tuesday, Wednesday. Now on the weekends I'm with you. I'll go all I'll go to all nine innings.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree wholeheartedly. Midweek games should start at five thirty. I mean, it's not we're it's not like we're waiting for a crowd to get there anyway after five o'clock work. Sure. So outside of your occasional occasional non conference midweek early in the year where you might get a good team or something like that and you get some people. Right. Most of those midweek games, I mean it's there might be more players and staff than there are fans at times, so we might as well start well, that thing no, at five. Th- we right, might as well start that thing at five thirty. Those, those places. Have I mean, I understand several
0: thousand. Uh, I'm,
1: fans. I'm saying tongue in cheek. My point is that you're not wait like the idea that you need to wait till six thirty for everybody to get there after work. Is oh no, that's that's overblown. Dumb.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, our SEC insider hit this morning is brought to you by the corner market grocery stores. Around the great state of Mississippi, Macomb and, and the three here in Jackson and uh, Vicksburg. And there's one coming to Starkville and many, many, uh, all the ones in Hattiesburg. Corner Market grocery stores, that's where you load up your fridge and freezer with all the goodies uh, for just everyday life and game day, including Boar's Head premium meats, cheeses, and hummus, fifth generation owned in America. Boar's Head compromise elsewhere. Corner Market grocery stores in Bellhaven, Fondren, and Northside Drive. Nick Saban cannot find an offensive coordinator. He he got rejected by, he was rejected by Ryan Grubb out of Washington. Uh, there were feelers put out to Joe Moorhead. According to AL.com, he said no. And then we'll see what Tommy Reese does. He's currently the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. And, and I think the whole, you know, schedule, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's that much fun, to be honest with you, uh, to work for, for the mighty Nick Saban. And guys have other options that, you know, dozens and dozens of programs, as y'all know, including the two SEC schools in this state, are now swimming in money. And with that means that you can be an OC or DC at, well, what, what would you say? 50 programs, at least 40 oh, yeah. in the country. I may be going low and make uh, seven figures and have a better quality of life than at the University of Alabama. Now, is Alabama going to be in contention a lot of times for the national championship and all that? Absolutely. So um, now if if Ooh. Saban goes like Tommy Reese, Todd Grantham, are you? then they're not. That's his they're, worst they're, they're, pairing ever. Because the path, when I was on Tuscaloosa Sports Talk Radio yesterday, the listeners got pretty upset with me. The The path is now muddy, and it's uh, much more difficult than it's ever been. You have Georgia, LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee, who are all rip-roaring and ready to go. And you did not have that from the 08 to 20 run that Saban went on. Uh, Georgia was not doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, Tennessee was an absolute disaster. Auburn was a roller coaster, and LSU had less miles. So, I mean, you look at what <laughs> uh, what what was going on for that st- stretch where Nick Saban was winning national championships, and now you see, okay, Georgia not only has their act together Currently, they're the best program in the country. Tennessee is operating at a high level. Auburn is now operating at a high level. LSU is operating at a high level. Uh, and so now, all of a sudden, it's not what Sabin had to do in 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, 19, where those programs were really, really dysfunctional. And at times, um, they just decided to, to you know, burn their building down which makes no sense, but that's just what happened in SEC football uh, during that time, which is hard to believe that Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU didn't function. Oh, and throw in Florida. I'm sorry. Florida's not back, but Florida was very dysfunctional under Jim McElwain and Muschamp, too. So when you add all that together, uh, there, the there. Talking about a path of least resistance, and Nick Saban took advantage of it. Give that man credit. The Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line would love to hear from you. 601-885-3776. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105 9 the zone. Uh, Jake Mangum will join us in studio for the 9 o'clock hour. He's now with the Miami Marlins. We'll talk to him about, you know, getting traded, uh where he's going, you know, in February and kind of, you know, his thoughts. He had a he he was rolling with the Mets, got up to AAA and got hurt. Uh people thought he was going to get called up in the what's it called in September Blake? Yeah, the postseason roster. Yeah. Yeah. And and then he had I don't remember what it was, maybe a little bit of a back issue or something. And so uh Jake will join us in studio at nine a.m. um, Obviously, he played at Mississippi State, but he's now with the Miami Marlins. There we go. We're getting closer to uh, baseball season. It's not but a couple of weeks away, which is insane, considering it was 32 degrees when I was yeah. driving home from Startville yesterday. But, uh, you know, they have indoor. Faci- I guess now with a little sunshine today, Bianco and Lamonis will get them out on the, maybe out on the field over the weekend. Even the, I, I know they will, even though it's yeah. chilly.
1: Well, now they got such insane indoor practice facilities. They, yeah. they, they're not stopping, whether it's chilly or... Raining or whatever, they got. It's longer the long gone are the days of pat, practicing out in the field behind the stadium. You know what I mean? It's it's a whole new ball game. Um, I, you know, it's interesting what you were talking about, Saban. This whole we we just destroyed Tennessee for some of their botched coaching searches over the past years, and rightfully so. Derek Dooley, uh, Jeremy Pruitt, and uh, even getting to hypo Sometimes you know, it just everything. Tennessee does everything on the front page, and it, they don't do it all well, right? Yeah, Sabin's Butch
0: been, Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, and Derek Dooley—awful. Didn't quite well, just didn't quite work out. Yeah, well, but the way well, they got to the so, higher, too, though, is my point. The yeah, process—you had that Philip Fulmer crew meddling too much. It's been and then muddy. I think you had another group, and when you have that, we've
1: never seen people aren't aligned. We've never seen a weird, publicly ugly process from Nick Saban. That's That, to me, is the big difference here is that not only is he struggling to find an OCDC that he wants to hire and can hire, but it's all publicly coming
0: out as people are turning him down. I don't know what's going on there. That's new. I, yeah, it is. I don't know why this is so public. It's like somebody's out to get him, I don't. I don't know. But, who but that, is
1: are to me, it's not would out that to be. To me, I don't think it's an
0: out to get I mean, him. Jimmy I think. Sexton doesn't have everybody. Okay, we do. We we kind of think he does. He doesn't have everybody, but he's got a a crazy book of business. One of them being Nick Saban. Uh, it, I think maybe Jimmy's run out of guys as far as in that OCDC level, maybe to a certain extent. And then on top of that, some of these. I don't know if the agents... You know they screenshot... Blake, you know what happens, right? When an agent gets a call Mm -hmm. from Saban or an Alabama staffer who hands the phone eventually to Saban to talk to... Let's say you're Blake Scott. You represent Tommy Reese. Yes. The OC at Notre Dame. Yes. The way that they CYA, not that they really ever have to do it, is when the call comes in... They screenshot it, yeah, so that they just in case, so that when they leak it, to either get their client more money or hope it depends on what, what the client wants to do. Correct. Sometimes the client wants to go. Sometimes the client just wants to uh, leak it to get another Hyundai, two Hyundai, what whatever it is they We want. see it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So that that's how this thing works with um, the agents when when somebody calls one of them. Yeah. They screenshot Well, paper trail. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, look,
1: we, we had it come up. We had a recorded phone call conversation come up in December in this state. Oh, with really? a coach. Mike Leach and Dylan a, yeah, Johnson, who That's Dylan right. Johnson, by the way, officially committed to That's Washington. Right, Washington. So Dylan Johnson, not headed to Ole Miss or even Auburn, as some reports had said, yeah, headed to Washington of all places. So we'll see how that hopefully he has a great career up there, but we wish him is, the best. Yeah. Interesting landing spot for sure. No, no question. Uh, I think
0: the Saban thing is so interesting because we've just never seen him struggle to hire a coach. No, people were usually knocking down the door. Somebody asked about Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's not going to Tuscaloosa. That I, I don't think he is. I don't think Dan wants any part of that. Uh, he doesn't need it. And uh, God, talking about enjoying life and, and tons and tons of money and a, and a cushy TV gig or working for a drill sergeant like Saban. And, and when... Dan hasn't been chewed out. You know how you can have your left or right butt cheek chewed out by a coach since '07. Since he left Urban Meyer, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to go with some of that?
1: Well, I was going to say, segueing out of what's what's going on with Saban, it does feel like Arnett and the Mississippi State Bulldogs, very young, very inexperienced staff, at least at the. OCDC head coaching
0: position. They have some experience. They are very behind it. Very inexperienced, but they I, seem they've done a good job. So unless listeners that are, you know, you need to give, you need to give Zach Arnett a year to kind of learn on the job. I know he's made the right moves, but if you go six and six this year, you need to be happy. Yeah. Okay. This is a it is a young staff. You're following a legend. Who you know, like we talked about, Blake won like 155 games at three places. That's hard to win, mm-hmm. and he is he and his crew are pushing the right buttons. But you need to have some patience, and I know there's no such thing as that in the SEC. Heck, no. But you know, Lane Kiffin's a veteran. Hugh Freeze is a veteran. Saban, Brian Kelly, Jimbo, Jim- yeah. even Sam Pittman. To to that when you compare, and. uh you're going to need to. I know you're excited and you should be, but you're also going to need to pump the brakes. If they go six and six, win a bowl game, go seven and six. I think that's a that's a hell of a like a a really big accomplishment for Zach Arnett and and that staff. This is Zach Arnett at his uh, press conference on recruiting day, talking about Mississippi State. People would say, "Man, you guys." beat some big-time programs out for for Jonathan Davis well the way I look at it we're we're big time program too specifically when you're talking about that position right this is D-line U obviously it's a really nice to recruit a uh, young defensive lineman and talk about how you're going to develop him when you got David Turner leading that room recruited developed Chris Jones Fletcher Cox a whole host of other names in there but obviously two guys right there who are it's probably two most dominant defensive tackles in the NFL. and We're going to get to see them in the Super Bowl. Uh, so he's he he gets it. He is selling what you know, Old Misswood and Auburn and so on. That Mississippi State hasn't done as much, and that is the fact that they do have you know Chris Jones and and Fletcher Cox and Jeffrey Simmons among others playing in the NFL. And he was re- I think he was referencing Jonathan Davis who signed late uh over old Miss and and Texas and he did hire David Turner which was a really good hire he is a veteran by the way um Turner's been in how many SEC Mississippi State Florida and am so that's uh that's three different programs you want somebody like that when the uh when the stuff hits the fan on a Saturday you know in the third and fourth quarter and you got to figure out what you're doing and on the fly Blake what was your takeaway on that I think he, I, I think he gets, you know, where he's going. He's out, out, and you know what else? He's a, he's a really good public speaker considering he's, he's new to the party.
1: Yeah, I thought he's very. I think to me, does it mean anything? I don't know, but it certainly sure. means he's at least putting himself together, and he seems to understand the process of being a head coach. And so that, look, he hired a good staff. He seemed to have found people he wanted. The O.C. may have taken slightly longer, but now you look at what's going on at Alabama, you go, hey, at least we're not Alabama. <laughs> at least we're not Saban's O.C. search. I think Arnett, to this point, has done everything right that he can. None of it will matter when the ball rolls out in September if you start losing,
0: but at least to this point, he's got an A grade. And he should go 2-0 out of the gate, and, uh, and then we'll just kind of see what what happens from... From there.
1: Yeah, and now it looks like he at least won't play Texas and Oklahoma for two seasons. All right, let's talk one.
0: about that real quick. Let me reset. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by the awesome Corner Market Grocery Stores in Mississippi. That is a Mississippi-owned company. Corner Market Grocery Stores, Vicksburg, Hattiesburg, Macomb, Jackson, Bellhaven, Fondren, Northside Drive. Good morning. Welcome in. Nick Saban struggling to hire an offensive coordinator. Joe Moorhead wasn't interested. Brian Grubb at Washington wasn't interested. We'll see. Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Well, I think he's trying to get yikes. Uh, you know, he's an alum of Notre Dame. Uh, they didn't have a good year on offense, but I, he probably knows this is his. He's got to get it going at Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman. They did rally, by the way. They did. They did get a little bit of a bounce. Later in the year, it didn't start off well, but kudos to, to to Freeman and and that staff for hanging on. That that would be Notre Dame, Oklahoma and Texas. Didn't were not able to work out a deal with the Big Twelve, Blake, and they will not be coming early.
1: Yeah, Pete Thamel reporting uh, just minutes ago that, according to his sources, the effort for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big Twelve a year early and join the SEC in twenty twenty four has stalled and at this point is unlikely to come to fruition. He continues, Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC in 25 as parties couldn't come to terms amid a complex negotiation between the two schools, the two networks, ESPN and Fox, and the Big 12. So very interesting that you see... Look, shout out to Kevin Warren in the Big 10 if nothing else. He got USC and UCLA it, and he got them immediately. It could
0: have been different though. I don't I don't know. I mean, well, he how, negotiated 2
1: years later. I get it. Different yeah. landscape. But but you still have to give him props for getting it done and you have to look at the case of the SEC and Texas and Oklahoma are still in a weird limbo where the excitement of them coming has the, waned since the announcement.
0: Oh, We'll get it back rolling.
1: As soon as they enter in that first game, absolutely. But it's just... So it's going to be 2025? It's wild that it's taking that long. Is that long. right? Yeah. twenty. That's according to Pete it's, Samuels. It's,
0: it's only one more season. I mean, we weren't expecting this. I like think what two, we were shooting was yeah. 2024. Correct. Yeah. Just one season. Um, hey, that's good for Oklahoma and Texas because they're going to take a hit. It's more time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's more time to understand that you're going to be uh, in, a, in a really, really tough situation. Yeah. Maybe that gives Sark... Uh, a chance, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. I mean, I don't think Venables is going to make it, but they're they're playing in a weak league, so they're the two uh, monster Uber recruiters. Maybe it gives those two an, a little, yeah, a little bit better chance to yeah. to hang on to their jobs. You know what it does mean though is that Arch Manning doesn't
1: play in the SEC until his third season in college.
0: So that could be his red shirt sophomore, sophomore year yeah. or true junior.
1: I assume. Barring injury, he won't play his freshman year. I would think he would redshirt. The Mannings aren't, don't seem like the family
0: that's going to demand playing time as a freshman. I don't think so. They they didn't with Eli. The model Peyton is... Peyton sit- played because two guys went down in front of him. He was more uh, college-ready, too, but anyway. Yeah, I was going to say the model would show you
1: that it's probably better to sit. No doubt. And, and let your body and m- maturity grow
0: on and off the field, right? Most of the time, parents don't want to do that. Yeah.
1: But this is a, such a unique situation
0: it with is. Arch Manning. I mean, we've it never is.
1: have we had a more pedigreed recruit at this position? I mean, gosh. No. I can't imagine biggest who recruit would even in the fall.
0: history of college football.
1: Yeah. And, and and actually has the pedigree to back it up. Unlike Shea Patterson is as hyped and big as he was, there was no there was no resume backing that up. Well,
0: he he had a great high school career. Yeah. I mean he bounced around. He but- didn't
1: have three decades of football knowledge put into him from birth. Until he graduated. Oh, high school.
0: oh, I see where you're going. Okay. Okay. He did go to IMG for his senior year. Yeah. Shea Shay Shay baby went to IMG for senior year. All right. Okay. Well, no Texas and Oklahoma until twenty twenty five. So I don't have to I don't have to buy the helmets for a while. That's right. It's a
1: cost-saving measure. That's. I'm excited, though. I want to get over to Austin and Norman for games. All right, let's
0: switch gears. Your disc golf tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. What do you feel like... Uh, do you feel like you're mentally ready? Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to have to eat off the floor tonight? i lock
1: in for, Got uh, it. for tournament do you, do you play. you start
0: doing that? This afternoon tonight, or is that a tomorrow morning thing? Definitely in the morning. I get a little ang- ang- antsy
1: Friday night. I'm ready. I get. I try to go to bed early, so I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. Because it's a long day. It's Do you early. have, like,
0: a pregame meal load up in, like, spaghetti? I love spaghetti. I don't no. eat much of it now that I think about it anymore. But 6
1: in the morning. <laughs> when I was
0: a kid, I, I, I ate a lot of it. It's a lot of carbs, and I like red sauce and meatballs. Um, those are really good. Uh I love red sauce, by the way. Do you do you carb up the night before, or what? How how to how will it work? I'll Are just, you gonna like smash a steak? No, I'll
1: just kind of be normal. I like I said I'm. I, there's nothing too crazy from that perspective. I'm very ritualistic. I'm like as Michael Scott says. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And so there's wow, things, that was deep. Thank you. There's things that like I have to do. I like to I like to be repetitive when I'm getting ready because I think okay. it gets you. It's like Jake Magum and Elijah Magnu have talked about going into the box. Like, you kind of have to do things that clear the mind and just you get back to like
0: what you know, right? So, at like 7:30 tomorrow morning, you're gonna have to find your Zen moment to lock in because you've got to play two rounds, which is 36 holes of disc yeah, golf. Yeah, and
1: I'm gonna have to shoot well because it's gonna be low scoring. I think even with the temperatures, it's gonna be. And
0: what should it be around like
1: eight or nine o'clock? What, what's oh, uh, Temperature-wise? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't even looked. Okay. I'm, I'll, I'll lay, look, I'm a good Eagle Scout. I'll be layered up. We'll be ready to go. You'll be layered up. Yeah, we go cold to hot, however we need to be. I'm trying to think the coldest show I've ever done. We did one from uh, down in Jackson outside when it was really cold and wet. When and did was we do it? Where? It was at a hardware store. And uh, oh, yeah, Josh yeah, yeah, Raggio I, was there. I tell there. you what,
0: when I was on the back kind of deck patio at four roses bourbon outside of lexington kentucky that was pretty chilly but i'm trying oh i remember one at annandale for the viking classic hour number two coming up